Welcome to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. My name is Julie Paulston. I am your host, and I am so absolutely honored that you stopped by. Each week, I'm going to be sharing my own personal journey, and I'm also going to be interviewing some incredible people that will be sharing their journeys as well, in hopes that we can educate, motivate, and inspire you to live the best possible life that you can. So grab your favorite beverage, maybe a snack or two, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, this truly is all about you. Welcome to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life. I'm so excited. So a little backstory on my guest today. So when I decided that I was going to do a podcast, I had seen a post in a Facebook group saying, hey, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. And it just kind of hit me. I thought, ooh, I should do that. And then I thought, well, I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Well, who's going to listen to me? What the? Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. But then I kept thinking about it and I kept getting that nudge, nudge, nudge. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I started reading the comments and I was looking for someone that could help me. And people were like, oh, I can help you and I can do this and I can do this. And then I saw a name and it was strictly because of her name that I picked her because I freaking love her name. It is the most beautiful name. And so I picked her and I will tell you having her on my podcast is such an honor because she is the one who has helped me launch my podcast. And so today I wanted to introduce you to one of the most incredible women I have had the honor of meeting. You guys, her name is so cool. It is Simona Constantini. So Simona, tell us a little bit about you. Julie, Kate, that is the nicest in, like intro that anyone has ever said. Um, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Meeting you was like such an honor. We connected instantly. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like our energies just clicked right away. Um, and I've just loved watching all of your success and watching your growth and everything that you're doing. I'm just so proud of you. Um, and I'm so grateful to be here on your podcast with you. Um, and okay, so a little bit about me. I am formerly worked in corporate, um, was very, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not fulfilled in what I was doing. So was always searching, you know, a little bit for what I wanted to do and what my purpose was. And so uh, long story short, I'm sure we'll dig into it, but I'm a life coach for entrepreneurs and I'm also a podcasting expert. I have a really hard time figuring out exactly what the title looks like, quote unquote, because <laughs> I help people. I mean, what's the title anyways, but I help people uh, launch and manage and grow their podcasts, secure their guests, and uh, really make their impact and bring their message to life. So um, I do that through many different ways. And that's essentially what I do in a nutshell. Um, I'm also a new dog mama. My Aww. puppy is 13 weeks old and um, we just moved out to wine country. So it, yeah, and, and her puppy, y'all Gus, is the floofiest little puppy you've ever oh. seen in your life. He's so floofy. That's the only word that, that actually even describes this dog is floofy. I know. So, and in the show notes, and I always tell you guys, read the notes. Simona has a podcast called Happiness Happens. And I've been had the honor of being a guest on her podcast. And it is just, if you need some positive uplifting shit in your life, let me tell you, that's the podcast you need to go listen to. 
So Simone, I have a question for you. I ask everybody the same question. This is be the Phoenix of your own life. Mm -hmm. We have all been in ashes in our lives, probably multiple times. What is one time that you've been in the ashes of your life and you have had to rise and how has that impacted your life now? Honestly, Julie, there are so many different scenarios that I think about when you ask this question. Um, And, you know, I could go all the way back to like childhood. I feel like my whole life has been constantly rising out of the ashes of the things that have happened to me, but also that have surrounded me. Um, But the one that comes to mind the most, and this is the most transformative one of my entire life because it changed the, like the whole course of my life, who I was and everything um, was summer 2018. And I remember waking up one day and I was just so miserable. And on paper, I had everything that you could have asked for. I had an amazing partner still do. We're engaged. We're supposed to get married this year. Um, you know, I had everything I had, you know, a beautiful place to live. I had, we had a different dog at the time. Um, you know, I had the job I had, you know, I, 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 felt like, you know, I looked good. Like I was fit. Like I had everything on paper, but on the inside, it was so rotten. Like I was so miserable. And I woke up one day in that summer. I can't remember the day exactly, but I remember waking up and I was so miserable. I hated who I was. I hated that I was judgmental. I hated that I compared myself to everybody else. Um, you know, I hated and I hate is a strong word, but I really did. I really hated, you know, the fact that, um, everybody else seemed to get everything that they wanted. Um, and I just, I was so angry and I woke up one day and my fiance said to me, he was my boyfriend at the time said to me, well, if you're so miserable in your life and you hate everything that you have, like, what are you going to do about it? Oh my God. I was so angry when he said that. I was like, pardon me. I was like, "Uh, what? Excuse me. I was like, you just, what did you just say to me? And oh my God, I was so angry. And, um, and then after the anger subsided, I thought to myself, I was like, he actually has a point because if I'm so angry and I'm so miserable and I hate everything, single thing about myself, about who I am and about what I have, like something's got to change. I can't live like this the rest of my life. Right. And so, um, that kind of sparked like a whole journey into self-help, self-discovery. I went to therapy for a year. Um, and I just kept having this like nudge of like, I want to do more. I want to help. I want to, I want to, I want to do something, but I don't know what. And it was like, it was very confusing. Um, but I don't think that, you know, unless you've been in like that place of like on the outside, having everything look like it's put together, um, that sparked the whole journey, but that wasn't the hardest part. The hardest part was coming to terms with all of the shit that I had essentially accumulated in my life. But even harder than that was looking at all of the people, my loved ones, my family, my grandparents and all this stuff and outing myself that I wasn't happy and having people's judgment on me being like, oh, well, you're the happiest person we know. And so that to me is like, wow, what a cue that you actually have no idea what's going on in somebody's life and what's happening behind the scenes. Right. Um, But that was the hardest part for me. It felt like blankets and just like everything being ripped off of me. And I was so exposed in front of all of these people. And, you know, it was, I felt judged. Like, I just felt like everyone was judging 
my transformation. Anyways, long story short, um, that was the hardest part. And I really feel like, you know, it takes a lot to be able to come back home to yourself. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot, it took a lot of like therapy. And then I ended up starting my podcast and then dove into like the business world and like all of that kind of stuff and sort of the rest is history. But I always think back to that moment because it was the most significant one, because if I did nothing in that moment, I don't even know where I would be. I, I don't even know where. <laughs> And it's, it's so funny because you and I have such parallel lines because when I was in corporate, you know, I was the face of the company for education for so long and inside I kept thinking, if you really knew who I was, you would just, you wouldn't like me. You wouldn't care about me. You would, you would hate me because if you really knew who I was, and I think that going through the similar things and then, you know, when I had the the trifecta of unfortunate events, mm. it kicks you. There's an event that happens. And sometimes it's as clear as day, like it was for you. And sometimes is it, it's kind of muddy, like it was for me, but you get to a point where you have to decide, do I choose this world that I'm showing everybody or do I choose me? Mm-hmm. And I think that, the women that are listening right now, I think that you, y'all could probably relate to this because social media, where it is amazing with connecting us, it's fantastic. We are the most connected society, but we are so disconnected Mm -hmm. because you look at social media and you see everybody's highlight reels. It's not the truth. It's seriously not the truth. And Mm -hmm. what do you think has been now coming to your, like going to your parents and all that. I, oh God, I know what that's like. You're like, okay, I'm this broken. I feel like this broken human being. What are some of the things that you did besides therapy? Like, what did you do and how did you kind of get out of that, the shit pit? Oh my God. There was so much. Okay. So like, okay. Therapy is like a blanket statement, but in therapy, they make you do a lot of different things. And so one of my biggest fears was, you know, that I would change too much from the people, from who I thought, how do I word this? Like I would change too much from the person that I was and what people expected me to be. You know, Mm -hmm. I was expected to be, you know, and I would hear it all the time, ray of sunshine, light up a room, did it. And inside I'm like this stormy cloud that's like, fuck you and fuck you and fuck all of you. And like, meanwhile, people are like, people are like, oh my God, you're such a ray of sunshine. And I'm like, I fucking hate all of this. Like, oh my God. like so ridiculous. But I think the hardest parts were the things that I did in my past that I had to forgive myself for. So not something that I talk about a lot, but I'm happy to hear because, you know, it's like you share different parts of your stories when you're talking to different people and I'm so comfortable with you. Um, and I think this part would help a lot of people. Like when I was in high school, I'll go back to high school. Um, there was a solid like three years. I really got in with the wrong crowd. Um, you know, I drank a lot, did a lot of drugs, like a whole nine yards got, I really got in with the wrong crowd. And, um, my brother was sick at the time. I was the most absent sister that you could ever imagine. Like, I don't remember those years. Like I think back and I'm like, they don't even exist for me. I'm like, what did I do? Like, I I don't even remember. Right. Yeah. And so the hardest part with waking up and transforming my life was having to deal with all of the hurt and the pain that I caused like 
seven to 10 years prior, things that I wanted to bury under the rug and sweep under and just be like, no, 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 it's fine. Like whatever. No, I had to clean up like the mess and the damage that I made. You know, I had to apologize to my parents for things that I did. You're going to hear my dog barking. Sorry. It's real life. Excuse me, Gus. Gus is just trying to chime in. Gus wants to be part of the He's like, he's supporting my words. He's like, yes, mom. Yes, you've got this. Um, But that's the thing. So um, I think that he will just continue if I don't tell him to stop. Um, no, he's just going to continue. Okay. Anyways. So I think the hardest part though, for me was really, yeah, coming to terms with that and really coming to, um, face all of the, all of those different things. And so, you know, apologizing to my brother and my family for not being there when he was sick and going through different treatments and, you know, having to, um, apologize to my dad for being, you know, a a shit daughter and never wanting to come to his house after my parents separated. That's hurtful for parents. You know what I mean? I really had to take myself out of, you know, my own self and my own, whatever was going on in my life and put myself in their shoes and really think about like, what did I do that caused them so much pain? And it's awkward because my family was never the type of family to talk about feelings and, you know, this and this and this. So I'm starting all of these different conversations and they were just, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Uh, I can't, I, you know, I can't imagine, but I can, because like, being in recovery, like I have 31, almost 31 years of recovery. So I I get it because like all of the things that I did that hurt my family, like being, you know, stealing from my parents and, and, and shaming my sister and my brother and all of the things that I did and being absent in the family and then just disappearing and all of the things just like, it's like truly all of the things when that happens, all of a sudden now I have to own it. And I think that that is one of the hardest parts for anyone to do, whether you have been in recovery or whether you're just regular human being, when you have done things, you have to own it. One of the things that I'm, that I, I got to be on a podcast about secrets, shame lives in secrecy. So if you can share the secrets then the shame, it's easier to work through. But when you sit there and you're like, if you only knew what I did, and then you just like, it's like you have this mallet and you just keep beating the shit out of yourself. And it's really liberating to take the mallet and put it down and say, you know what, this is me. I love how you were like, if I change too much, they won't like me. The more that I'm owning who I am, the people that do not have a place in my life are falling away. Is that something that you find happens with you as well? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I had a lot of people who already did fall away way even before then. And I never could understand why, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, why, like, what did I do wrong? You know? Mm -hmm. And so having those conversations really transformed my perspective of, you know, these things are all happening for my greater good always. And that was a really, really hard thing, but it also gave me the confidence to really let go of the people that were no longer good for me and not making excuses for people who just didn't deserve to be in my space anymore, you know, and really being protective with my time and my energy, right? Like so important. That's, that is so huge is that you have to protect your energy at all costs. And I think that for me, there's that saying, and I keep, and it keeps coming up. And I think that this is why it's so important is I keep seeing it. So if I keep seeing it, 
That means there's some work to be done is that God removes people from your life because he sees what you couldn't and here's what you didn't. For me, when I hear that, it's, I have to realize that when people start leaving my life and I, and I know do the self check-in, did I do anything to have radical self-honesty? Was there something that I did to drive them away or did I do something to, to fuck up the relationship? No. Okay. Then if people are just falling away, I have to let them go because they have a different path. And so they're being removed from my life to be able to elevate because you can't get to the next level. If you have a whole bunch of people hanging on to the bottom of your feet, it's like, it, it's like swimming and all these people are like pulling you down, not meaning to, it's not purposeful, but you can't rise up if you have a bunch of people hanging on. Do you find that it's helpful for you to, what do you do when those people fall away? What is something that you do to work through that? That's such a really good question. And I think, you know, also I want to caveat in here too, like I am a huge people pleaser. I always have been. Um, And I I think I kind of always will be. And it is something that I work on, but I don't think it's a bad thing. You know what I mean? Because, because I'm a people pleaser, I know now how to take that and like, how to use it for good, if you will, you know, because I'm a people pleaser, the quality of work that I deliver to my clients is always going to be exceptional because I would do nothing less for myself, you know, but you know, in terms of the, like, was it tips that you said, like tips to, to have people follow, like, what would you do and would people fall away? Yeah. What, what's something that you do? Like when someone falls away for your own self-care, because it hurts when people fall away, what's something that you do that like the women who are listening, they're like, oh, well, my friend doesn't want to be friends with me anymore. We've been friends for 20 years. What are some self-care things that you do to help you get through that? That's a really good question. Um, okay. So I think about this because I had a friend break up a couple years ago and it was a really, really hard one. Um, I was, you know, in her wedding party and we were roommates and we lived together and I think she's a wonderful person, but we just couldn't be friends anymore. And so I think one thing that I really had to do, which is not something that I ever really did was to, um, be honest with her as to why, you know what I mean? So if you're the friend who's doing the friend breakup, (laughs) you know, give the reason why and be, it's okay. You know what I mean? You don't have to change your mind just because somebody else doesn't agree with that, but just, you know, honesty and transparency goes so much further because that person is never left wondering, what did I do? You know? So that would be like on the side of like, you know, if you're doing the friend breakup, if you're on the receiving end of that for self-care, oh my God, I did so many different things. It took a lot of processing. And still sometimes I see pictures and I feel guilty or I feel sad or I remember those moments, but I know that that friendship just could not exist. There's just no way. And I think about, you know, the blessings that have come with that coming to an end, the people in the space that I created in my life for all of the people who um, are meant to be there, I would have never manifested that way, you know, but in terms of like specific, like self-care, I wrote a lot and I did a lot of burning of the letters. Okay. (laughs) I burned a lot of letters and I wrote out things and, you know, making sure that people like, and making sure that I got all of my feelings out there. And it was also really helpful too, because I had a supportive partner who I could vent to, who also knew this person, um, and that kind of stuff. So like, that was really helpful too. Um, but I just think that, you know, 
really taking care of yourself, but also honoring every single emotion that you're feeling. Don't discount how they are and don't like try and make it happen faster. Like, you know, this friend breakup was like more than three years ago and I still get sad about it and that's okay, you know? And I probably always will, you know, in moments of, you know, a wedding that I have coming up or maybe I'll have kids one day and, you know, all of those like life moments, things that I would love to celebrate. But the reality is I truthfully wouldn't want it any other way than it is now so it's like you're allowed to miss something and grieve it and put it away in its box and it's allowed to come back and you're allowed to reprocess it because that's the journey that's the healing you know it doesn't just like well one and done we're done healing (laughs) okay no I have things that come up from like years and years ago and I'm like oh oh that trauma never healed oh okay Oh, okay. I have to do this one again. Okay. You know, and so when people say like, oh, I have nothing left to heal. I am perfectly fine. It's like, no, I think you're lying because there's always going to be something. There's yeah. always going to be something, you know? I think that you bring up such a good point because people think that like grief is this linear line that you, you, you're grieving. And so I'm just going to, okay, there's what, six steps or what, however many, I don't yeah. know how many steps, but like, I'm going to go through these steps and poof, I'm done and I'm okay. And then all of a sudden, you know, two, three, four, five, ten 10 years down the road, a song comes on and all of a sudden you're sitting in your car and you're sobbing. Yeah. You're like, holy shit. What, is, what the hell, Batman? Why am I crying right now? And, and I think it's important, like what the things that you're saying are so important because anybody that's listening to this, we've gone through that. We're, we have these traumas and one of my favorite things to say is it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to be pissed off. It's okay to hurt. It's okay. Society says you just got to heal and mm-hmm. you know, you're better off without them. And oh my gosh, blah, 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 blah. You know what? That's a bunch of bullshit. It you is hurt. Yeah. And it you're hurt. allowed to process that. And I think, you know, one thing too, that kind of just came to mind that really used to like make me so angry. And I had to really understand my boundary around this and really understand like just my own boundaries in general. But every time while I was on this healing journey up and like even still sometimes, and then I had to really put my foot down and be like, this is not okay. You cannot use this against me because I have such a bubbly personality because um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very positive. Like in all things considered, I would put myself on the scale of like 85% positive yep. in the whole year. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. But one thing, and this would drive me absolutely friggin' crazy. My mom, every single time I was having a hard day, I was upset about something or whatever. If I would complain about anything, she would be like, well, you know what, Simona, just use your positivity and just like essentially like figure it out. And I love her, like, do not get me wrong. I love my mom, but, and I I was just like, what? And so I said, okay, that's fine. I'm a lot, I know I'm a positive person, but in this moment, I'm really not okay. And so, you know, to like honor your own emotions and that was something I really had to learn, but also honoring my own boundary of like, hi, I'm a human too. Just because I am happy, 95% of the time, it doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to have bad days. And also doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to talk about the bad days that I'm having. You know, sometimes all we need is a perspective shift, but also sometimes all we need to do is vent. Like you need to get it off your chest so that you can release it. You need to, I'm the, I, I need to talk everything out, like everything. I'm like, what, you know? And so you got to talk things out and not everyone is like that, but it's like, 
you know, the idea that you were saying, saying before, like shame, like do not shame people for how they are. Let yeah. people process and grieve and do the things that they do in the way that they're meant to do them. You know, I think when people shame other people for their grieving process, it's because it's a, every person that's in your life is a mirror. They're bringing up something that you haven't dealt with that, you know, somebody comes to you and whatever trait it is that irritates you, that you judge them for, that you shame them for usually means that there's something that you're doing that you don't like about yourself. And so it's easier to project that shame onto other people. Mm -hmm. And I'm so much in agreement on that. I want to go back to something that you said, because I know there's probably some people listening that don't do what we do. Mm -hmm. um, and that is burn things. So girl, therapy in a lighter. (laughs) I will tell you if you, if you're listening and you're like, what, what do you mean? Like write a letter, burn it. What do you, there is no better therapy than writing a letter to someone that has hurt you or that you feel shame about a situation in your past, any abuse, writing a letter and just, I've written letters where I've written so hard because I've been so hurt and so angry. Like the pen has gone through that page into the second page. And then when you're done, set that shit on fire. You don't have to give it to the person. You don't have to tell them that you wrote it because it's really for you. It has nothing to do with that other person. So tell me, share your process about it. How, what do you do for burn letters? So many different things. So, I mean, it really depends. I like to do them. I mostly do them around like the moon cycle. So like new moon, full moon is typically when I'll do it, unless I'm like feeling really heavy about something. I'm like, okay, I really need to like release this. Um, but it always looks so different, but I like to put like those like binaural frequency beats or whatever on at the same time. Cause I feel like they really spark like that intuition and that connection um, to yourself. I'm a really spiritual person. So I find it's really important to like tap into my intuition because I feel like when I do that, I can really dig deep into like my soul and like let yep. my soul like come out. And so like you're saying, you know, when you're writing things and you get so angry and it goes through the page, like I remember writing a letter and this was recent. And I was just like, it's something that I tried to release for years, like since I was like 15 years old and the anger that was there. And I was just like, I was writing like, like scribbling, like F you everywhere, like writing and like just all this stuff. And then I folded it up in a nice little square and I went outside and I just like lit it on fire. Um, and then I just put it in, a, I had it, like I lit it in a bowl and then I, I always toss it away from my property because yep. you don't want that bad juju on your property. So you just like toss it away into the street. Um, but that's essentially my process. Like I like to put like some, some kind of music on in the background because I feel like I really can tap into like that subconscious like creative flow and like let the words really pour out um I do the actual I actually do the same process for if you know I'm trying to bring anything to life you know so it kind of works in two different ways it just depends on what frequency you're vibrating in in the moment you know exactly exactly I like to so like when I'm when I have those moments where I have those letters that I'm just so writing out the trauma and here's the thing whoever's listening don't worry about anybody seeing the letter. Don't worry about what it says. Don't worry about any of that. Just 
if it means that you start your letter, blah, 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 this is so fucking stupid. I can't believe Julie's telling us to write this stupid letter. This is stupid, stupid. What happens is eventually your subconscious comes up and you start writing, just write it. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. It doesn't matter what the words are. It is getting, releasing that emotion Mm -hmm. and then just burn the shit out of it. If it doesn't catch fire, this is what I've learned. If it doesn't burn, you're not ready to let it go. There's still something that you're holding on to. So burn it, get rid of it. And then do it again when you know it's time. And then what I'll do is I will actually, if it's something that I'm trying to bring into my life that I want in my life, Mm. I actually burn it and then I bury it in my yard. Oh, I I bury it so that it can grow. (gasps) I love that. So that's something that I do. And it's so funny because friends of mine are like, what? the hell are you Julie's doing? in the garden again <laughs> Julie's in the garden look out Julie's burying some stuff don't worry people it's not a body it's fine <laughs> fine the world's on fire everything's just fine everything is fine it's like that meme with the dog with the fire around him he's yep. like this yep. is fine it's fine <laughs> everything's fine Are you fine so I know you were like so busy and I'm so proud of you from just I mean you started helping me in what early March yeah and then we, re- then I, then I released March 31st yeah. and watching you develop, what do you think your favorite thing is about podcasting and the journey that you've been on since you've left corporate? What do you love most about this? Oh my God. That's such a good question. The thing that I love the most about this is the pure joy and extension that comes from the inside out when my clients finally get to see their dream come to life. Like I always knew that I was someone and my purpose is to really like tap into, you know, what makes other, like how other people can expand in their lives. You know, I think that's part of it. I think we all have many purposes, but you know, that for me is the best part. Like even something as simple as creating cover art for a client and watching them be like, oh my God, I can't believe it's real. You know, I think that it really brings to life. Like, I just think that podcasting is like the most intimate, intimate relationship you can have with technology because someone is literally choosing to take your voice and put it in their ears while they're going for a walk to clear their head from the shit of their life and their day, right? Someone is choosing to listen to your words, intentionally choosing to pick up and say, I'm listening to Julie's podcast and I want to listen to this episode. For me, that gives me full body chills. You know what I mean? Like there is no greater honor than to be part of someone is message coming to life. And I think that because it's so deeply ingrained in like my values, oh my God, like it just, it makes me so excited. I love to watch people grow. I love to watch people expand. And I love to watch people do things that they thought would be impossible. Um, And I think that that's my favorite part about podcasting. I mean that, and the other whole part is getting to connect with people that you may have never even gotten to meet before. If I wasn't a podcaster, we never would have met. We never would be here having this conversation, but we are. And I think that that in itself, it makes the world feel less, less big. You know what I mean? It, you know, you realize that when you're connected to people, like I have clients who are actors in California, I have clients who are journalists 
um, you know, making a career change. I have clients who are spiritual leaders in, you know, in, in the spiritual community, people who I never imagined I would ever be working with, who always felt like there were so many degrees of separation. But the truth of the matter is we're all human. The truth of the matter is we all have experiences to share and we all play off of each other in some way. And that's so like, it's so magical to me how it really doesn't matter your status. It doesn't nope. matter anything, how much money you make or anything like that. What matters is like the soul connection that you have and you form with people. Like I said before, like I'm a pretty spiritual person. So my business is also founded on that value. I like, um, you always, you call it Gus and I yep. love that so much. And I just find it so funny. I was making the connection today when we were chatting in this episode, um, that I named my dog Gus and like yep. that, but like not funny because like, of course, of course, of course it would be. Um, but you know what I mean? So it really brings like to light that, you know, we are all so interconnected. And even if you think you can't do something, you just have to try and you just have to believe that you can because that that is the difference between the people who chase after their dreams and land in the rooms that they want to be in and the people that don't and you know it's nothing bad if you don't if that's not what you want for yourself that's totally fine but you have so much potential it's unlimited the amount of potential you have within yourself the only reason why people don't tap into it is because they feel like they can't and they feel like they're not worthy enough and they're not deserving enough to do that. And that's it right there. that was a huge tangent, sorry, but that is what I love the most about podcasting. Ultimately, you connect with your deeper intuition, right? And I think it's so funny that you said that because like when I started this journey of podcasting, I was like, what the hell? I mean, who's, who's going to listen to me? And it's funny because my best friend, Tara, um, is very honest with me and, and I love her to death. And it's so funny because she told me, she's like, you know, Julie, I listened to your first episode to support you because you're my friend. She said, now I listen because I want to hear what you have to say. I want to listen to your guests. I'm learning more about you. And coming from this side of the microphone, it's liberating because we get to share who we are. And there's like, if you're doing it on video, like people can see you and you can like see their reason, you know, they're like, Oh, did they, Oh, that person's scowling at me. Right. But when you're on this side of the microphone, you share a story and what you said just like gave me, like, I wanted to start crying that people choose to put you in their ears and listen to what you have to say. And that is an honor that I never, ever, ever want to lose because mm-hmm. it's so important to be able to have that choice. And one of the things I always say is that by sharing our stories, we give permission to other people to share not only their stories, but to understand that they're not alone. Like when we go and and I'm going to do a podcast, I was part of a podcast with an actress in Hollywood and, and I was on her podcast and she was on mine. And I talked about a a subject that, trust me, it's not something that you want to talk about, but there's so many women that when they hear your story of your friend breakup and your story about sitting there and all on paper, you had the perfect life. And they hear that and they're like, holy shit, I'm not alone in this. And I think that that's one of the most powerful things is that we get to let other people know that they're not alone. 
I love that you said that because you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that I have a podcast that's called Happiness Happens. And I've had the podcast for two and a half years and it's how I got started in the industry. And I've been working in the industry ever since. But when I first started my podcast, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even want to start my podcast because I was like, who's going to listen? This is stupid. Like I had all the same fears. Like this is so stupid. Nobody's going to listen. No one cares what I have to say or anything like that. And then my fiance bought me a mic and I was like, oh, fuck. I I really got to do something now. I'm like, oh God, I can't not do something. I'm like, great. Thanks, babe. Right. And um, so I started the podcast and I was like, you know what, Simona? And this is two and a half years ago. I was like, I'm going to create this with the sole purpose of letting other people know that they're not alone. And if you go back to episode one, I literally say that. And when I launched, I think I had like 10 downloads per episode or something like that. And I was freaking thrilled. I was like right? 10 people who listened to the whole way through. That's 10 people that have listened every single week. And that's 10 people who my message has impacted them. And I just met someone recently um, I was walking my dog and she was saying, and should we live in the same, like comp in the same complex? She's one of my neighbors. She found, I told her about my podcast. She found it. She started listening from episode one. That's two and a half years ago. I have 121 episodes at the time that we're recording right now. So she went back to the beginning and she's like, everything resonates with me. So it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, you create something in the past. It will always serve in the future. You know what I mean? Which is why it's like, it doesn't have to be perfect things are allowed to be messy. You know what I mean? You have to start, you know what I mean? Because you never know the lives you're impacting, you know, those words, how they've changed her perspective from two and a half years ago, right? It's so easy to forget where you start, but it's a humble reminder that, you know, it it was, yeah, it's just, it was a really humble reminder and I loved it. Yeah. I think that that's, yeah, I've listened to so many of your episodes and I just, it's just, I love well, I love who you are and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm not saying that just because, because the thing is, is if you guys go listen to her podcast, happiness happens, there are so many things about life that just resonate that you're not alone, that it's okay to have, sit in the shit pit of your life and that it's going to happen. And so my last question for you, mm. because good God, I could talk to you all day. I know, um, right? <laughs> so I last Last question. So for those that are in, and I ask this question of everybody and you know, what's unique and funny is that everybody's answers are so different. Oh, I love these. And I freaking love it. So for those that are listening that are like, okay, well, you guys are just Pollyanna prissy pants and you're all so fucking happy. I'm sitting in the shit pit of my life. Nothing is going right. I'm fat. I hate my life what is one piece of advice that you can give someone to help them make that first step and to get out of the shit pit? Oh my God. That is such a good question. I have so many different thoughts about this because it can go from so many different lenses. The first thing though, that comes to mind is notice and understand why you're passing that judgment onto somebody else. That is like the first thing, because when I was in that place, I had to check myself and understand why do I feel resentment towards all these different people? What am I so unhappy about in terms of all of these different things? Um, So, you know, not to like stir the pot or anything like that, but you are in control of your mindset. 
you are in control of your perspective. If you don't like something about yourself, it's more than likely, unless you have a severe medical condition or something like that, it's very likely that it's of your own doing. So it's about taking responsibility for the things that you do. Um, and it's about really taking responsibility for how you've gotten to where you are, right? And I think that, you know, as sometimes shitty as it is to hear that, and a lot of the times we can look at things and it's not our fault, right? It's not our fault that we were born into a specific family. It's not our fault that we grew up a specific way. None of that is our fault. It's not our fault with the jobs that we've gotten, but everything that you, the way that you react to everything is certainly a choice. So while it's not your fault, it will never be your fault for you being where you are in, you know, in terms of like the family, like you don't, you don't really get to pick those things. Um, but maybe you do. Some people believe that you do, you know, would, and I, I do like, you know, I think that things are always meant to be for a reason. Um, and as you can tell, I like to go off on tangents, but I truly would say, like, take a look at your own self and why you have those particular feelings and notice them and acknowledge them. And as soon as you notice them and acknowledge them, then you can start to change them. And if you don't know where to start to change them, Google it. Just do something like read a book about it read some quotes about it, listen to a podcast about it, do the things that will support the growth of your mindset. If you have, you know, if you're like me and you hate everything about your life, that's a choice that you're making. And I can confidently say that because it's absolutely a choice that I was making. And in that moment of realizing that I hated everything about myself, I had the choice to make it something different or to sit in the shit that was my life. If I sat in the shit that I was my life, I can absolutely guarantee you my fiance would have left me. He would have been like, peace, see you later. You know what I mean? But yeah, I would truthfully say you have to take ownership for your own actions and for your own mindset. And you have the power to transform it because nobody is coming to save you. Nobody came to save me. Nobody nope. came to save you, Julie. Nope. You know, nope. it's all your own doing. And what I will say too, to like caveat this is like, it looks good when you listen to people, you know what I mean? You look at people's lives online, like you were saying before, everything always looks good, but also things are a lot of work. It's hard and it's not always easy. It's not always straightforward. Um, but you know, just know that people are also struggling in their own way. So the less judgment that you can pass on yourself, the less you pass on other people too. So, yeah. Oh my God. See, and that's so funny because it's so different from every other answer. And I'm going to end on this. When you talk about, you see all these people on social media and you see how perfect everything is. There is a meme out there. It's a picture of this ballet dancer up on her toes and you see her up on her toes in a perfect, whatever that plie or whatever that is. And it says, this is what you see. And then the side picture is of her toes that are bruised and bloody and her feet and are bruised and swollen and they look horrible. And it says, this is what you don't see because you have to go through the ugly part. I don't care what anybody says. You have to go through it. You have to walk through the fire to get to the other side. But here's the thing is you will get to the other side. And as long as you choose to get to the other side. Exactly. So Simona, 
Oh, I love you, my friend. I am so grateful that you came to visit me and that we got to do this today. It was, it's the highlight of my whole day. And I'm so grateful for you. Uh, thank you so, so much. Any last words? I mean, I always have last words. Um, and honestly, thank you so much for holding space for this conversation and having me on here. It is such, it's truly my honor to be here. Um, and I'm just so grateful for you um, and everything that you're doing and these conversations that you're bringing to life. But I think one thing that I would say just to sort of end is something that I even say on my own po podcast. Um, I always end all of my podcasts with happiness happens when you're least expecting it. And I truly believe that when you open yourself up to the possibilities of life and the possibilities that good things can actually happen to you, even if they aren't right now, um, that's when the transformation happens. And happiness isn't, you know, a, a place, a person, a thing. Happiness is a deep inner peace. And so when you can find that deep inner peace within yourself, happiness will always happen for you you know, because you will always be living in your purpose and living in your truth and living in your intention every single day. So yeah, just thought I would leave you with that. Oh, I love it. And on that note, my friends it is Wednesday. And you know what that means. We get to slide on into the weekend. Next week, I will be sharing another personal story. I am so excited. I am so honored. I am so grateful that you took the time and you had the choice to put me in your ears and put Simona in your ears because you always have a choice. And thank you for choosing this. I hope you have an amazing day. Remember, you are loved, you are treasured, you are adored, you are so worthy. And if you could only see the divine light that shines out from your eyes, you'd never question your greatness again. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate you. And remember, you are loved, you are treasured, you are adored, you are worthy, and you are so more than enough. I hope that you were inspired. And if you were, please feel free to download, share, and leave a comment. I would be eternally grateful. Thank you so much and have an absolutely magical day.